0: Hey y'all, I hope you're well. Welcome to another episode of Healthcare Boulevard. This is a podcast where we shine more light on healthcare and our goal here is to provide more options to people looking to choose healthcare as a career path, regardless of their background. My name is Senna Kakpomor and I am your host and creator here. I thank you for tuning in. I appreciate your support. Remember, you can tune in wherever you get your podcasts. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hello, good evening, and if you're anything like me, it is nighttime where you are. But welcome back to Healthcare Boulevard. I am back on the mic. It's been a little while, it's just been. Um, a series of interviews over here for a little bit which I'm very happy about because I, I try to focus on the interviews for you all but I do want to uh, sort of revert the wheels a little bit and complement some of those interviews today I'm gonna complement exactly the last episode and talk about MOI tech um, for starters I to, I did recently create an IG page for Healthcare Boulevard. So, if you look up Healthcare Boulevard on IG, you will find me there. I have all of zero followers right now because it is a very new page. If you are a fan of the podcast, please go ahead and follow me there. Um, I'll try to keep that page you know, just a fun little nips of things. Um, I've also created a LinkedIn page. For those who are healthcare boulevard fans, that is all the little news on the healthcare boulevard <laughs> side of the world. I hope you and yours are well. But let's dive into this, let's do it, yeah. Um, so MOI tech, let's start with what is an MOI technology. So I was uh happily, um corrected last time off the of the mic but i i, I still want to mention it because i appreciated her for correcting me as i was i made the mistake of calling because it's my tech right tech can be technologist or technician and i had originally uh addressed her my technician on one of the couple takes we had to take for her introduction because we we're having some technical issues and um her being as nice of a person as she is took the uh, opportunity to correct me before we, you know, went on for another take. So it is MOI technologist. Um, So the MOI, you know, what is an MOI? MOI stands for magnetic resonance imaging. So what that is essentially is just like an x-ray. It's another form, another modality of imaging that allows healthcare professionals to take a look inside what's happening in your body in a way that we won't be able to look at with just our naked eyes. Um, and much like every uh, screening test or screening imaging out there, there are certain things that is greater and there are certain things that is not necessarily Required for right, so um, some of the things that MOI does great. Not that this is required for the profession, but you know, it's some information. some information that you that it won't hurt to know. Is uh, it's it sort of gives you information that an X ray wouldn't give you. Like you right. So let's say um, you're an orthopedic, for example, which you know MOI will be used a lot in that field is you, the, somebody comes in with the pain of some sort, you know, um, after the conservative method of action or in treating that person, your next thing when you're like, okay, let me really see what's happening there, right, that I'm not able to see with my physical exam and history is uh, x-ray. It's easy, it's cheap, it gets the work done, it gives you a look at the bones, the bone spaces and all of that, but if that all seems clean and the person is still complaining of pain after conservative treatment, you got to see what there is because, again, the x-ray is only going to give you so much. It's, it won't be able to show you uh, much of the soft tissues. And that's where the MRI comes in place. And it's very good at giving you soft images and looks at soft tissue. I mean, soft <laughs> tissue. Soft, soft tissue, my bad. Um, but anyway, that is way deeper than I should have gone into what an MOI is useful. So, So um, now that you know what an MOI is, it's, you know, the word magnetic is in there. And if you hear and listen to my interview with Melissa from last time, uh, you remember her mentioning that, you know, she has to do. There's a a procedure that she has to do before she gets the patient into the machine because it's magnetic. Anything with metal in the patient or on the patient will be problematic um, and will, you know, be, can be fatal. Um, And so she has to do her due diligence and all the MOI technologies, my bad, again, there I go again. MOI technologists have to do their due diligence, so that's part of their job. So I'll give you a, a, a dry a dry definition of what an MOI technologist does. So they situate patients who were prescribed an MOIs for for various reasons, right? So a doctor prescribed an MOI for to try to look into the patient for whatever the patient may be presenting with and it goes the prescription goes to the my technologies who then performs the exam Um, just like a a x-ray tech who do the x-ray but we'll focus on my tech today Um, so that's enough said on what an my is and what my technologies do I think it's pretty straightforward let's dive into how to become an MOI technologist, and so this actually gave me a bit of a hard time compared to the other research I've done. And part of that is that there are different ways that to get to that title of MOI technologist, as she alluded in her in our last episode where I interviewed Melissa. Um, so I'll i I'll, I'll, I'll sort of highlight as much of the information as I can. But I will strongly, as I usually do for these things, suggest you, number one, take a look at the links that I will share in this episode. Number two, these, make sure you do a deeper dive into how to become an MOI technologist in your state and based on the uh, position of education you're coming from. or you are coming from high school? Do you already have an associate degree? Do you already have a bachelor's degree? Um, or you're halfway into either one of those degrees, um, you know, do you have a hospital uh, ready to sponsor you? So it's just it's make sure you do the research and take it from where you are. And if you have any question or need any guidance into that, regardless of what state you're in, I'm willing to do the uh, give, lend you some hand in that. But I will, again, recommend you reach out to somebody on linkedin that's a great way to connect who already hold that uh, title in your state and sort of pick their brain you know as you can see just listening to folks who've been in uh, healthcare boulevard people who in in professions love to um at least many of us do um share some light on how to hold the title they now hold so the gold standard to become an MY Tech is to hold a certification from the American Registry of Radiologic Technologist, and that's A R O T. But there are other ways um, to get into this title, um, and the, but the minimum requirement is um, the minimum options is to either complete um, accredited certificate program from a community college or a hospital, and that may take a few months to a year, and it only requires um, a high school diploma or GED. Um, most techn- most my techs, however, much like Melissa, have an associate degree or a bachelor's, either BA or BS, um, and of course, a supervisory super roles or um available based on experience. Now let's dive in deeper. That's just a general. So the stand the the goal standard way is to hold a certification from A, a or ROT, right? But there are other ways to get there that that's not the requirement, right? It's not the only way to go. And like I was saying, this give me a bit of a hard time because it's not like boom 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 one plus two is three, right? Um now, let's get into a little bit of a nitty gritty steps of how to become an MY tech. So, you start with high school diploma or GED. Again, I'm going to put the parenthesis here, and I may mention this in nearly all of these episodes that I do. And forgive me if it becomes repetitive, it's just because I know not everybody listens to every episode. And, and on top of that, even if you do, I just I know things get for get forgotten or become forgotten things 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 get forgotten anyways i really want if you are still in high school i really want you to take the best advantage you can of whatever supplemental education a supplemental certification or licenses your high school may may uh, offer and of course you know that starts with Knowing this information when you were freshmen, a freshman or sophomore and preparing for that, and that may be a lot to ask for it. What well, when you start high school again, 14, 13 year old, but again, if you happen to think about that when in your early teen years, you are ahead of the curve, okay? Um, all right, back to it off my soap up. Um, so you start with a high school diploma, right? Um, and then number two has a couple steps you can complete um you complete an accredited M- MI tech education program and that can be one to four years okay um for in order for when you things to look for when you're selecting a program that for my tech right an MOI tech program make sure they are accredited by one of these three uh, associations or organizations, as we say. Number one is a Joint Review Committee on Education and Radiologic Technology. That's a mouthful, a mouthful. And that's J-R-C-E-R-T, okay? Number two, make sure the program is either, again, um, accredited by J-R-C-E-R-T, Geoset, I guess you can say Junior set. I'm gonna stop. Um, oh, number two, uh, um, accredited by American Registry of Magnetic Resonance Imaging Technologies, AMRIT. Or lastly, by Commission on Accreditation of Allied Health Education Program, CAAHEP. So make sure once once you are looking at an an, an my technologies programs to attend and enroll, make sure they are accredited by one of those um, organizations. Two, complete the clinical work experience. Okay, so this is optional, and the reason is optional is because if you are pursuing an ARM all it certification you may substitute that for education again do the further do a uh, deeper research into that if you are interested in this profession step three uh, is to obtain your certification the timeline varies depending on what uh, organization you are getting the certification from um, and here's the the thing with is the certification. Unlike most healthcare professionals, RN, CNA, LPN, PA, trust me, <laughs> MD, and so forth, it the the certification is not required. Um, I'm sorry, the the licensor is not required, but a lot of um, employers. Ask for it or prefer it or or more drawn to employees who have it, or, or better yet, applicants who have the licensor. So, you know, it's not required, but get it. Um, and so I found that to be interesting because I this might be, yeah, the first healthcare professional title that the certification, the licensure is not required. And again, I'm pretty sure it sounds like, I should say, I'm not in that field, so I'm not going to make assumptions or projections, but it sounds like most upon a time that that option was really an option wherein you get it just to have it on your resume and look shinier. And then over time, more employers started preferring that and so slowly he became still not required but strongly recommended um an example if if you are if you're in the nursing realm you can think of an RN for example i know an associate degree RN is still equally capable as a BA i mean a bachelor's de- bsn bachelor degree nursing for an RN but a lot of um employers prefer bachelor's degree, especially in hospital settings. Um, and I've had um people in my close circle who um, did a associate degree and then ended up doing the bachelor's degree. But the the thing is, you already have the earn. The bachelor's degree is not required, but it's definitely give you full attention from employers once you have it, let's put it that way, and take away your limitation. Um, Okay, so that's about it for um, how to become an MOI, okay? Um, Licensure, so there are some states um, where license is required, and those states include New Hampshire, New Mexico, North Dakota, Oregon, Tennessee, and West Virginia. Every other state is not required, but again, strongly um, encouraged to get it. So let's sum that up before I move on. Um, we already we talk about what an MI tech is, um, and the steps to how to become an MI tech. Remember, make sure when you're looking for programs that they're accredited by the three um, organizations that I talk about, and that is the J O C E O T. The M I mean the A M O I T or the C A A H E P. What I'm gonna do is for sure this part I'm gonna put in my description so that you don't have to uh, try to remember this <laughs> if you're interested. Um, and you know once you have once you're in the program and you finish the program, clinical work may be required. But if you are getting the accreditation from a r m or i t you may not need a clinical you can substitute for education but again um that depends and then of course a licensure which is uh um not necessarily required but strongly encouraged to obtain and the timeline for all of that varies depending on which route you're going whether by a hospital um a and a community college or otherwise, now my salary okay. And outlook, so there was an article that Melissa actually shared with me. Thank you, Melissa, for that. I appreciate it. Um, f- uh, from MTS, and I'll share that article. They put the uh, salary at a 73,000 about BLS, and you know, when it comes to salary I always go to the BLS um as one of my options at the very least and they put the salary at sixty three thousand a year about thirty thousand per hour. Um and I'm you know we I talked about an on here earlier so I'm gonna go ahead and compare that briefly. Uh on B on BLS.gov RN salary is seventy five thousand and thirty six dollar an hour so you can make that comparison again that's another profession where you can get to with an associate degree it's definitely the hard shop profession when it comes to um healthcare professionals um but so i i you know it's in that realm so i wanted to compare that i hope that gave you sort of an idea um and it has similar uh growth because it's a the growth is 9% just as on. So, you know, again, gives you an idea. So, um, last thing I want to talk about here is, uh, MI tech. So we mentioned on the interview last time, and I keep referring to that because that really is you. I will strongly recommend you listen to the last episode. That gave you a lot of information because Melissa was great. uh, uh giving us that information especially from her perspective who is right on the field. But anyhow, she mentioned uh, MI MI Tech 1, MI Tech 2, and MI Tech 3 as like the scale of MI Tech or, or I guess hierarchy. Hierarchy might be a good way to put it. And so I wanted to touch a little bit on that. From my research, from what I saw, it's very much what she mentioned is that this position, these titles, M Y Tech 2, 3, are not necessarily, they are not rigid definition of what an M Y Tech 1, MI Tech 2, or M Y Tech 3 is, right? So it really depends. The, the most factual thing I can say about it is that it depends on your experience. So clearly, when you are, you know, a few months in, a year in you are an MI Tech one. You are you are a year in. Yeah, I having these very small professions in a year, less than a year, is a scale for any level of experience. Really, right? So a year in, a year or less, you're definitely an MI Tech uh, one. There have been positions, uh, job postings. Some employers will consider will um, consider somebody with. Year two, MY Tech Two, versus others who only consider people with three years of experience, MY Two. But definitely, it seems across the board, year one, MY One. And once you get to like year four, you're pretty much MY Three across the board. So is that like, it's really that year two versus year three, or you still MY Two or MY Three? So, you know, what that does, what is. Uh, added in those, I guess, I guess job description and, and responsibility will be some of the differing thing besides just the title, of course. So you won't catch an employer putting supervisory positions and training responsibilities for an my tech one. How can you ask somebody who just is in the first year? Or of uh, being an my tech to be training somebody else they need to focus on getting as much experience as they can themselves so that's you know just like a clear cut type of thing um, and so it really depends on the experience some articles that I saw just you know some broad um, advice I would say is to look really pay attention to the job description so if the description is da 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 they give you like eight bullet points and they're like and and other and other responsibility as other responsibilities as a so it's a good idea to sort of ask the employer while you're on interview what that means and sort of get that little clear cut because the, the article suggests it may just be the employer's way of you know down the line putting giving you a lot more responsibility Without you know any pay increase, any increase in pay, and their argument is well, you know your initial job description had put everything you know as assigned. So just general, and that can probably be applied to any profession. Um, And as a a good example, um, again, is that Melissa was. uh, uh, that I interviewed last week, she, well, last episode anyway, she's MOI Tech 2, right? Um, and this is her, she's been an MI Tech for two years. So that sort of give you, as I was saying, the uh, gist of what the differentiating factors are. But I think that's more than enough to be said about that. Um, and that is more than enough for this episode. Again, MOI Tech, I, it's i highly recommend this profession i mean and i re- highly recommend any profession in healthcare professional in in the healthcare field um but if this is something you're interested in i was i was very intrigued and and happy to um expose this or, or shine some light on this profession because it's something that i myself really do, is not in the forefront of my head and in my original list of things to cover, and I know that list keeps growing because I keep learning about new professions and I keep remembering new profession and add to that list. Um, another reason why I didn't really share that list explicitly with you, I don't think I did. But anywho, um, it's one of those things that you don't think about, and and, and the reason I say that, I besides because besides the fact that I is not something that I wasn't on my own. Uh, my forefront is i've you know i work with healthcare professionals of different background and different uh degree with different degrees and certification all day long and i've uh, since i've I have my interview with melissa i've um, i've you know sort of talked to them like oh have you thought about have you heard about m y tech you know was that in your forefront when you were you know um deciding to become an l p n or CNA or MA, and most of them were like, Hmm, I, no, I haven't. Hmm, no, I haven't. So, um, it's just, I guess, one of those professions that are hidden gems. So, if you are somewhere in your life where you are wondering what to do, which, in how to get into the healthcare profession, I think this is another one that is a great addition to my series of, you know, introductory positions and and titles and professions into the field of healthcare. But I'm going to end it here and uh, say thank you and uh, buenas noches. Adios. All right. That's all I have for you today. Thank you again for joining me. I appreciate you. Please subscribe, follow, like, comment, and share. And uh, stay blessed. Bye.